This is exactly right. the LBC. Are we going to podcast down to the LBC today? Yeah, this is Karen on the one, two. That's Karen on the one, two. <laughs> that, that's Georgia on the three, fours. There we go. <clears throat> hey, uh, welcome to my favorite murder. Hey. This is Karen. That's Karen. This is Georgia. Remember our voices. <laughs> Remember, make mental pictures and um, then listen to horrible things from us. And get ready to party. Party with knives. Um, guys, there's so much going on. So much going on. This is this is going to be chock full. Yeah, this so this episode is about 1980s murders. 80s murders. It's episode lucky 13. Yay. Uh and we decided that we do um we, well, when we decide these things, it's so random. We're just trying to interest ourselves. Yeah. And make something that we think will get for me, I was trying to think of something to make us dig deep and go maybe off ours. My standard interest is um, the murder of marginalized people so that I can come back and talk about and shake my finger at society yeah. and how society works. And how we've wronged. And how we've all been so wrong. Yeah, and we've wronged and we've wronged and been wronged. But then I think last week we got a little deep and personal and kind of sad. And so I was trying to think of like 80s murders would be like immediately I'm thinking, come on in the morning. Like, you know, it's a Cindy Lauper <laughs> feel. It's a fun murder. It's a fun triangle, pink triangles and light blue dots type of feel. Okay. I should let you know that mine isn't fun. Okay. <laughs> mine is marginalized people. I mean, I feel I feel like there's almost no way that it's not going to be that way. Well, the 80s just did a number on murder. Because yeah. I feel like there was just, there was a lot of horrific murders coming out. Yes. And I think when I was researching mine, I found, when people talk today about that we live in rape culture, mm -hmm. in the 80s, it was like, that flag was flying high. Well, it, it wasn't a rape culture back then because no one cared about rape. It was like, wasn't it like legal to rape your wife? Yeah, and it was like, she wore a short skirt, so she right. deserved it, and everyone would high five in the courtroom. There wasn't a rape culture. It was fucked up, guys. It wasn't a rape culture because it was just culture. It was culture. It wasn't rape culture. Yeah, there was no delineation. It was just like, it was, this is culture, and too bad, accept it. There's nothing you can do. Right, don't wear it. You shouldn't have worn that, and you shouldn't have talked to this person. Karen, what do you have in front of you? Oh, guys. Yeah, before we get into the main course, let's <laughs> let's do some apps. Let's have an appetizer happy hour. Yes, give me some murder consomme. Now, people talked about this on the Facebook page. Of course, there's there's no way to jump the Facebook page. No. When shit comes out, it's going to hit there first. Yeah. But I, too, like um, someone who posted this on our Facebook page, bought the In Touch Weekly that had Jean Benet's cases finally solved on the cover. Yeah, but, what, but they don't. But they're like, but we're not telling you, right? Well, it can't be for sure yeah. because now it's gone into, it's almost like um, JFK theorists where yeah. it's all just split into these lunatic satellite theories. The The reason I think this one has much more weight to it is because it's the original private investigator that, they, uh, that the Ramseys hired. Yeah, but if the Ramseys hired them, are he, is he going to disclose what he knows about the Ramses? I don't know. I mean, you, you would think not, but then he's no longer on their payroll. He just started mm. investigating independently from from when they were cleared. But someone made this great point on the Facebook page that that like rung my bell, which is you cannot clear the Ramses if the case has not been solved. Right. Somebody came in and was like, don't worry about them. They're fine. And yeah. it's like, but there's no person. It's not like you're saying that and then you're bringing up this is the actual yeah. suspect. Like, And the reason we know they're not guilty is because of so-and-so. Because exactly. there's still, they still haven't cleared all the evidence that points to them. There's so much. And there's just so much... It's um, it becomes like the, the it's the Jack the Ripper thing where when you when you go over the path over and over, everything yeah. gets muddied and crazy and you suddenly don't know where the path is. Anymore. Well, the thing that's frustrating to me is that anytime someone is like, here, here's the theory and here's why every single one of them makes total sense. Sure. And you're like, OK, yeah, I could see that. And, and they are like they pick and choose the evidence that supports that. And it makes sense. Yeah. And then you hear, an, you know, the, the evidence is something totally different. And you're like, that makes sense, too. Right. 
So and it's hard. You, it's very hard. And in this article itself, this mm-hmm. happened to me, which here, I'll say this first. This is how terrible I am with the digital age we live in. This article was uh, four pages long mm-hmm. and I dipped out on page three. I was like, I can't read that. I don't want to read this anymore. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you why. Because it's this, um, what's his name? Uh, Ali Gray is mm-hmm. this private investigator. So he's got a team of people helping him for this investigation they think it's a guy named um michael helgoth who did it oh they say who they think did it yeah and they think he did it with other people but this guy has killed himself quote unquote killed himself since that time which the bullet went from left to right and the gun was laying on the right hand side so they're like they're that's not that's not a suicide right so they think that he he was killed to be silenced as the people that did it with him want to make sure that he doesn't fuck them up and get them sent to jail so they think it's one guy or multiple guys they think that there was multiple guys it's it's all different people saying all different things then why wouldn't they kill if it was just the two of them i could see that but if if it was three yeah okay so it's three then why didn't whoever killed that one guy killed the other guy too they could still do it or maybe they have like we don't know because we don't know who those other two people are but apparently this guy michael helgoth um ollie (laughs) ollie gray for Mm -hmm. some reason that name will not stand in my head um ollie gray says this guy is caught on tape admitting to the murder (gasps) where's the tape what's the tape they see the tape it's yeah it's it's uh (laughs) it's let's see the tape was removed from Mike's house after he died in 1997, but apparently it was overlooked by the police and returned to Mike's family. And why so, do they think he did it? Because he, he admits it. it on this tape. Got and it. then there's there are witnesses who say they saw three men leave the house in a station wagon. There's a girlfriend who says, my boyfriend came back in a station wagon I'd never seen before, changed blood splattered clothes. Mm. It's a bunch of that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um but it's nothing, nothing is being reported to the police in a firm, factual yeah. way, it, as far as I can tell from this very lightly skimmed article. Here's why I stopped reading this article. Because okay. one of the people whose picture is next to Ollie Gray's mm-hmm. in the article is a guy named um, John, it looks like Kennedy or Kennedy. Okay. And he has a lot to say about this guy and what he's like. And he killed cats when he was little and he's really messed up and he mm-hmm. owned a taser and John Bonnet was tased and all this different stuff um unfortunately in uh the second paragraph it says um oh shoot sorry i'm on the wrong page on the um on the third page of this article it says kennedy who has a questionable past himself after being sentenced to three years supervised probation in 1979 for sexual assault on a child oh my god phoned the boulder police department nearly 20 times no one would call me back he says (laughs) So immediately, that's when I was like, why am I reading this article? Yeah. This is basic. This is the reason nobody's listening to these theories yeah. is because you now have a child rapist that's like, I know who did it. Yeah. Well, that's like criminals, you know, oh um, it's never, reporting each other. It's never going to be solved. It's the messiest fucking thing. Do you think it'll ever? I don't think it'll ever be solved. I mean, I have to say, I don't know, but I had to buy this. Yeah. No, no. You needed to do that. I'm glad you you brought it out of your bag. And I was like, yay. Why didn't I think of that? Yay. Every page of this magazine is absolute trash, including this article that's all just like, and of course they have all the pictures of like the, yeah. all, Patsy's writing and then the, right. the note and all everything you'd want. I want to but see it doesn't help anything. No, I don't think it'll ever be solved. And I don't, unless we can do some kind of mind reading in the future, I don't think it's going to be solved. What's going to help me, though, a lot is that uh, true crime series they're going to do about this case. I can't wait for that. I'm going to watch the shit out of it. But like, will they include things from child rapists? That's what I want right. to know. Is like, how who who's fact checking that totally. script? Totally. Anyway. Um, no, 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 Should not, be interesting. not anyway, <laughs> unless someone has a deathbed confession, which were so much. Oh, I read a whole thing of like 10 deathbed confessions and it was like fucking amazing. <gasps> what was that on cracked? Something like, yeah, probably yeah. cracked something like that. Um, which I'm like, I hope there's a deathbed confession. I feel like if anyone's, it's going to be Burke Ramsey's deathbed confession. Yeah. So we got to, so you and I need to survive for another, what, 70, let's say, let's go, let's put it on. Let's say he doesn't smoke. 
and put it on 70 more years. <laughs> Let's say he doesn't smoke and doesn't have some strange cancer lurking right. inside from and the his, way Patsy did from uh, right. being involved in a terrible child murder. Guilt cancer, yes. as I like to call and it. And maybe, and so hopefully the, the dad will be dead then. Whoever outlives each other is going to have deathbed confession. Now, do you think when John Ramsey dies, there's going to be some shit that comes out that he's keeping from people? Because he's the rich, he's the money man. That's like, who's it going to come out from? Oh, so he dies and someone's going to be like, I didn't want to say this when he was alive. No, because I think, I guess only if, well, do they want his kid to know about it? Or if Burke didn't do it, sorry, but just to entertain. Sure. He dies. Burke gets the secret, the key to the secret lockbox at the bank or whatever. Something like that. Yeah. Where like it just opens a new chapter. I don't think he seems like such a private person. I can't imagine he'd be like, here, here you go, everyone. Would you say he's fiercely private? (laughs) I wouldn't say that out loud. (laughs) That's for me to do. Um, Fiercely private. I think... um, I like the idea that I spent this two ninety nine, so you wouldn't have to. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that for you. When it gets solved, is that going to be worth something? Yeah, I'm definitely putting it into a Ziploc bag and putting it in a file folder. Put it in your vault. That's right. At and the bank. You guys will both have vaults. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be amazing to have a vault that when you die, you open it up and it's a bunch of old in-touch weeklies. <laughs> like not even that old, though. They're like <laughs> from like mid-90s. Just like, yeah. Uh, should we talk about, should we go on to the main course? Oh, the one thing I do want to say first. Please do. Um, our Facebook page is blowing oh up so crazy. We love that people keep joining it. Um, it's so fun. And, uh, we're, we're going to, there, we, we had to, it, it grew so quickly mm-hmm. that we had to get some people. Um, I believe their names are Alex and, and, Ari, mm-hmm. and we had to get them to moderate. So um, we just want to be respectful of the fact that they're actually doing work for us yeah. and ke- trying to keep the Facebook page as readable and as fun for everybody as possible. Yeah. Um, so patience as we kind of have weird growing pains because it isn't the original 300 people right. who are like, you know, it's their almost, own little club. And we're sorry it can't be that way anymore. It's almost 3,500. It's fucking crazy. It's huge. And also, thanks to you guys on the Facebook page, we also made the fucking, we made the top 50 comedy podcasts on iTunes. Which is crazy. Crazy. How crazy is that? So quickly. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for yeah. being participating so much. The only way we can get on that is if you guys rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> Excuse me. Get it um, out. Get it out now. So please keep doing that because that was very fucking exciting. Oh, and also I haven't checked the uh Gmail for your emailed hometown murder stories in a while. Because they go yeah, they went a little crazy. They're, there's so fucking many. So we will get back on that and do yeah. a mini, uh, mini sode yeah. of that pretty soon. We will. Um, I, I'm also, because of the Facebook page, ner- like I'm really aware of quotes that I'm that we're saying because people have been making these inspirational <sighs> um, posters that of, are so hilarious, so funny of stupid, like not stupid, but like hilarious quotes we've been saying. Yeah. It's very cool. It's so rad. So now every time I say something, I'm like, is this going to be made into an inspirational quote? I'm like, don't, I don't start trying to talk in quotes. I don't, I'm not going to. I don't want to. I don't want to. But then you pull out a, like notes in your pocket. Yeah, but I'm like, but, but I happen to, and like my hand has writing all over it. But anyway. But. Uh, Do you want to go first? I will go first. 80s this week. murder. Come home in the morning. Bye. <laughs> Dick, quack, quack, quack. That was, that's what make, 80s makes you think of yeah immediately, immediately Cindy Lauper yeah because I was a total 80s kid so this murder happened I completely remember it it was 1986 I was 16 this was like right right there when I was starting to go like oh shit like the real world is heavy duty 16 is realizing that yeah bad things can happen yeah. to you and yet was I still a blackout drunk you bet I was lady <laughs> Did I still walk alone at night? <laughs> Hell Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> it's I was the queen of the kidnapping in my town. Right. Um, so my murder is the preppy murder. 
Do you remember that? Preppy murder. Robert Chambers and Jennifer Levin. I don't New York City, 1986. No, tell me everything. Okay, so this was big because back then, and this, it's so funny to talk about and to look it up because it now seems like 100 years ago. Right. But in the 80s, the big thing back then was being rich. It, this was like a little bit after Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Um, where people started to acknowledge that there was another way to be besides popular, rich, blonde, skinny, on coke, and wearing an Izod shirt. Right. It's like us against them kind of a thing. Exactly. But up until that point, it was basically like, this is the only thing you can be. And if you're anything else, you're just invisible and no one gives a shit about yeah. you or you'll get beaten up and thrown into a garbage can. Yeah. Um, so that was, it was very much like the greed is good Gordon Gecko era of like the poster that had the Porsche with the n naked lady on it that was like boys and their toys. It's like <laughs> standard fare. It's like everyone, everyone was assumed to be reaching for the same goal of being wealthy. Exactly. Yeah. And now when you watch American Psycho, which seems totally insane now, it really was like that. That's just like a satirized campy version yeah. of exactly how it was. Um, so uh, in August 26, 1986, um, it was right before people were going back to college or going away to college for the first time. Mm -hmm. And there was a bar. I believe it was the Upper West Side. I should have written it down. Sorry, it could be the Upper East Side, but I think it was the Upper West Side. And it was called Dorian's Red Hand. And that's where all the rich kids, prep school kids used to go. They could actually go there and drink underage. And their parents kind of knew that that's where they went. Yeah. And they liked that they went there as opposed to anywhere else. Oh my God, they, like they knew where they were. Yeah, they knew where they were. It was a little bit of a clubhouse. It was very insidery. And it was like a very specific sect of like from like 17 to 23 year olds that went to this bar. And they probably weren't blackout drunks too it was like you have a reputation you need to hold your shit so it's not like they were going to some dive bars right it yeah. was like networky and kind of clubby but i think there was a ton of coke back then oh my god all the, the 80s ate all the coke they did they, and all, at the beginning of the 80s they thought coke wasn't bad for you right they honestly believed it was like b12 oh which is god. the greatest <laughs> so anyway at this bar uh, is a guy named Robert Chambers. And he was, as it's, I found an old people uh, magazine article from 1986. I bet it's worth so much money. Which is, well, it was online, but uh -huh. it, yeah, if the, if I had the real thing, but, um, it talked about, here's how it described him. Robert Chambers seemed like every teen girl's dream. The son of a record promoter, he grew up in an elegant townhouse next to, Carnegie Mansion um, and as a child he belonged to the Knickerbocker Grays which was an anachronistic but very upper crust boys drill team whose members have included Vanderbilt's Roosevelt's and Rockefeller's Ugh. he was no scholar but he'd been a debate team member and soccer star at York Preparatory School he, he, he was a rather charming pleasant society boy sums up his former headmaster every girl had a crush on him so he would have never dated us is what you're saying oh no this guy if I was in the bar with him he would have looked past me like I was part of the wallpaper. Oh my god! Um, and but but he had kind of fallen on hard times. And the thing is, with the perspective of knowing that this was a world of like Sperry topsiders, people like I grew up in a farm town, yeah. and people tried to pretend like they were preppies because preppy was basically saying you go to prep school, you're rich. Yeah, and no one was in my town yet. Right. Tons of people tried to dress like that. That was like the mall culture and the like the look of. Yeah. Of the day. Clean cut wealth. Totally. And like influence too. Because if you were prep like, yeah, he went to school with fucking Vanderbilts. You have influence. Exactly. So his parents got divorced and then the money stopped coming in from the dad. Uh -oh. And he also, uh, they say from age 14, he had a pretty bad drug habit. Oh, shit. So um, his parents had separated. He got kicked out of Boston University for bad grades. And that was, he was only 19 when this happened. So he'd only been there for a year. Mm -hmm. So he fucked up there pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. According to his advisor, um, he'd been treated the spring before a drug rehab program in Minnesota for Coke. Um, but he came back to New York City and was quote unquote on the circuit. And um, he was six foot three, 220 pounds. And he was as popular as ever when he came back. Did you see a photo of him? Is he super hot? Yes. You know who he looks like? Who? He's like um, kind of a more buffed out. You remember the reporter from Making a Murderer? Who oh, was God, that good looking so guy? Cute. He looks like that guy, but with a crazier, more cartoony square chin. Wow. So like good jeans. Sharp faced. It, the kind of the first guy you would see when you walk into a bar. Did he have your favorite uh, attribute of a person? High forehead. <laughs> 
Did he, Karen? I think he did. <laughs> he was perfectly set up. He was like tall, football player looking, blue eyes, dark hair, big eyebrows. How does none of those children ever turn out like just kind of ugly or plain? No, because it's there. It's all the breeding. It's yeah. like those the rich people don't pick plain people. Totally. It's not like I love this handsome woman for her brain. That right. never fucking happens. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of ever. So anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. Go on. So he was there, and then this girl Jennifer Levin was there, and she was described as a magnet. Um, everyone seemed to gravitate toward her. Uh, she was five seven, one hundred twenty pounds, brunette with great style. She was voted best looking and best figure in her senior class yearbook. She she liked parties better than books, but she had a goal. She had saved $1,600 from working in a restaurant over the summer, and she was sending herself to junior college. Wow. Um, so she wasn't a rich wasn't a rich girl no but she was like in the mix so yeah. i think she was like she may have gone to those schools but no right. it sounded like she was more Aww. um yeah she was so, more of made herself she's the perfect murder victim self-made that's right well the thing is like her she had an uncle that wrote for sports illustrated i don't remember what her parents did i do remember um very distantly reading a big long article about her either in the New York Times or the New Yorker. Mm -hmm. But it was all about how her parents were more like the arty types. Mm. Like someone had money somewhere, but like she had to earn her own. Yeah. And so you'll see this girl gets totally fucking reamed by these this defense attorney setup. Oh my god, tell me okay, keep going. I'm so okay. I've never I don't know this one. I'm so excited. Okay. This was the, this was kind of amazing. And actually looking back on it now, I'm amazed of how we all just ingested things. There was, you know, no internet. You yeah. just kind of took it as it was given to you. Yeah. So, um, so this is just a, a quick story. She had charm. Her family recalled what happened one day, three weeks ago, three weeks before the murder, when she riding in a taxi told the cabbie that she was nervous about her impending driver's exam. Before long, the hack had shut off the meter and was tutoring her in parallel parking. Oh. So that's how charming she was. She never got to take that test because Aww. she went to Dorian's red hand that night and everyone was there kind of saying goodbye and like everyone's going off to college, mm -hmm. whatever. And Robert Chambers is there. Now they had dated a little bit mm -hmm. uh, before that. Robert Chambers' current girlfriend breaks up with him in front of everybody by throwing a bag of condoms at him and saying, you're not going to be using these with me anymore. And people think that the reason she broke up with him was because of Jennifer Levin, that oh. she found out that the, he had been cheating on her with Jennifer Levin. Oh, That's man. a theory. I didn't find anything that was like, this is definitive. Yeah. But the, it is definitive that this girl very publicly humiliated him oh, and broke up did. with him in the really hideous way. So at four is somewhere I, there was a couple different times listed in different articles. I read somewhere between three forty-five and four thirty in the morning, Jennifer and Robert Chambers leave this bar and walk across the street into um, Central Park, which is apparently the common thing is people would like, they said if Dorian's red hand was the meat market, Central Park was the grill. So you'd like, ho you'd meet somebody and chat with them and everyone would go into the park to have sex. That's that sounds just... Like that was a dangerous park back then, wasn't Fuck it? Fuck yeah. 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 Like what respectable girl wants to get boned in Central Park? But I guess it was kind of like, also Upper West Side, if it is West Side, which yeah. I think it is. Um, I remember walking there when I lived in New York and being shocked at how safe it seemed. I was yeah. walking home at like 11 o'clock at night. The streets are super busy, well lit. There's a doorman every 500 feet. That's true. I, I think also they lived in a world where they thought nothing could ever happen to them. Right. So uh, two hours later, Jennifer's body is found by a bicyclist in riding through Central Park. Um, it's found behind the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Her shirt and bra are pushed up around her neck. Her skirt is above her waist and her underwear are 50 yards away. And her oh. whole body is bruised and battered, has cuts and bite marks all over it. Wow. So the police start processing the scene and they don't say how they know this, but I found this in every article about this. Robert Chambers watched the police process the scene from across the street. He wow. he lived like minutes away walking distance and he watched them as like they put up the tape and did the whole thing. Probably like the doorman said he was he was standing outside the door or something. Like yes, yeah, someone yeah. someone saw it, saw yeah. it. So 
basically when the cops do their footwork, they find out that he's the last person seen with her. So they go to his fancy townhouse. He opens the door and he's got scratches on his face and arms. And it's when you see the picture, it literally is like one long one in the middle and then little ones down the side. It's a hand scratch down his face. And he had him on his arms and he said it was his cat. And then the cats then the cops find out the cat had been declawed. So then his oh then he changes his story and said, Yes, I did leave the bar with her, but then she left uh to go get cigarettes and I never saw her after that. Well she didn't smoke. Oh okay. So then finally they get him uh he has a taped confession and this is what his taped confession is. Oh he says he says uh He and Jennifer had gone from the bar to Central Park where they had sex, including a bondage game in which Levin tied up Chambers' wrists with her panties. In the middle of this, in his version of events, something went wrong. She hurt me, he says. Um, I told her to stop. She wouldn't. So freeing his hands, he he said, I pulled her backwards. And then he claims he hit her once. And that's how she got killed. It is so unfair, dude. That's so unfair. Well, the the assistant district attorney who was in that interview, said to him, I've been in this business a while and you're the first man I've seen raped in Central Park. So people weren't buying it from the outset. It just it upsets me so much when, when a person like him can't just, you're taking a little responsibility, just go the whole way instead of blaming it on her. It's so unfair. I know, but it's we are talking about, this is like, I'm sure part of it, this is a drug addict, this is a person who's slowly sliding down the status, mm-hmm. the status mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he probably is used to getting everything he wants and yeah. having everything go his way. Yeah. And if he's a narcissist and possibly a sociopath, he's not going to handle this correctly right. ever right. or cop to it. And he yeah. probably doesn't have the kind of parents that are like, hey, guess what? Do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, seen- all is true. I guess I'm coming at it from my own personality. Why can't things be good? Right. Yeah, of course. So. Um, this race scenario was considered to be highly unlikely uh, in the light of the fact that Chambers uh, was more than a foot taller than Jennifer. Um, she was, oh, this says she was five foot four. That's much different than five seven, which is from the different article. Anyway, mm-hmm. but he was a foot taller than her and a hundred pounds yeah. heavier than her. Yeah. So everyone's just like, yeah, I don't think so. Now here's the problem. The way his defense attorneys did it, the articles that start coming out uh, because, of course, the media has to go with the the, the grossest version of the story. Yeah. So the New York Daily News had headlines like how Jennifer courted death and sex play got rough. And her reputation was totally attacked while while Chambers was portrayed as a Kennedy-esque preppy altar boy with a promising future. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, why media? Why? I mean, and it's that gross thing of like, I see you see people talking about it online all the time now where it's like that Planned Parenthood shooter where they were like, it's he was sad and lonely. And it's like, why are we talking about how hard it was for the guy who just shot all these people? We're not talking about the victims. Maybe they were sad and lonely, too. And they but they didn't fucking shoot anyone. I mean, it's the weird media bias that you know, we're all starting to become more and more aware of as and time it's like goes by. One one outlet picks it up and the others all have to go along with it. Right. And it's like it's the same thing as these days of like clickbait. It's just old yeah. the old version of clickbait. Yeah. Um in de- in court, um the defense sought to depict Levin as a promiscuous woman who kept a quote-unquote sex diary, except for that never existed. She had a small notebook that contained the names and phone numbers of her friends and notations of ordinary appointments. So she just had like a day runner like everybody else. And they tried to say she had a sex diary and she was that much of a slut. (sighs) Even as if, hey, guess what? Even if that was true, you don't get to murder her. But in the 80s, that's a legitimate defense. Yeah. Um, But these tactics, luckily, uh, they were met with public outrage and there were protesters demonstrating outside the courtroom, um, calling themselves justice for Jennifer. So people got super pissed that that's the way they did it. Um, And the prosecutors came right out and said he was high and drunk and he killed her in a rage because he could not perform sexually. And that's really what happened. Um, The jury deadlocked for nine days. A plea bargain was struck in which Chambers pleaded guilty to a lesser crime of manslaughter in the first degree, which is a class B felony, and to one count of burglary for 
from 1986. And who cares about that? Um, so he served from March 22nd, 1988 to February 14th, 2003. And then, but he's still in jail now because he got out and almost immediately got arrested again for selling drugs. Like he tried to move to the South with his girlfriend. Then he moved back to New York and basically just, they got him immediately wow. and he's still in jail now what was it what was it like in jail for him that he immediately went out and sold drugs like he just didn't learn a fucking thing he didn't yeah he never he never got clean and i think he probably knowing that that was something he would have to face once he did yeah he's just like fuck it i'm how did he get paroled if he wasn't even fucking like reformed or like I mean, oh right? Yeah. These are the questions that we ask Always. every fucking episode. <laughs> Seriously. No, but here's the gross part, or a grosser part. In April 1988, the tabloid television program, A Current Affair, yeah. obtained and broadcast a home video showing Chambers at a party when he was free on bail. So this was before, he, the, before the trial. And he was shown in the video playing with four lingerie-clad girls, choking himself with his hands while making loud gagging noises, twisting a Barbie doll's head off, and saying in a falsetto, my name is, oops, I think I killed it. What? And there is a movie called The Preppy Murder starring William Baldwin and Laura Flynn Boyle as Jennifer Levin. Oh, no. That you can watch if you want to hear even more of that hideous story. That makes me so sad. I want to know, I want to know how, I want to know how his parents, how they reacted, what they're doing now. They keep in touch with him. I want to know everything. Well, and also there was a ton of like, to me, this is about, he, he was very Catholic. He had a lot of family in the Catholic church in New York city. There was a lot of like Anglo or um, not Anglican, but his Catholic priests coming forward and people kind of attesting. Cause he was this fucking altar boy. Yeah. It was all that shit. And it's to me, it's the sexuality issue between the Catholics and Jewish people where it's a healthy, normal thing to have sex and be sexual. Oh, so she was Jewish and he was Catholic. Yep. And I think it was, there was that cultural thing of like, Oh, yeah, yeah, but she deserved it. Yeah. Or she was loose or she did stuff like this. Or she was like asking for it. Or she was asking for it. I mean, the the tying up thing is interesting to me because, all right, let's say you were going to go into Central Park to fool around when you're drinking. Like you just have a quick fuck. You don't you don't role play and no. get in. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine someone being like, let's get let's get so complicated into like our sex acts that we get that we play with bondage. In right. a park, maybe at home, but not in a park. Not in a park. And also, in my opinion, the way that her clothes were does not sound like she was uh, she was um, complicit in what was happening. Totally. Her shirt and bra being pulled up to her neck. Yeah. Everything just seems like, I get it. If it's a quickie, you leave your clothes on and pull your skirt up. Yeah. Fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. that kind of shit. And then being bitten all over. Uh, like, nothing no. lines up. No. To, to anything being casual sex at all. No. It's violent. Absolutely not. And it gross. is. Oh. So he's still in prison then. He's still in prison. Thank God. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I don't know, it makes me happy that people were protesting. But I think it's a really good thing of when you get fed a story of like, rough, it, the, the whole idea of rough sex was completely a fabrication on his part. And then this fucking newspaper just runs with it. Yeah. So it's like, oh, they, they had rough sex and it went out of control. No, no, no. Yeah. She thought she was going to have a fun makeout session with the cutest guy in the bar. And he fucking killed her. I wonder where they got the information that they had dated before, because that suggests that she was like willing willing so i wonder if that's even true well or what it means that they'd like maybe they went out you know on a date yeah exactly but to me when it's not when it says like well they went out before it's like well they had screwed before and they were going to screw again in the park so maybe that wasn't true and yeah he raped her because right. it sounds like they had had sex before from the information but that could not be true at all well also you know it makes me think of is like this we all like people for superficial reasons at first so it's like, it's the tall, really good looking guy who I'm sure was incredibly charming because he knew how to mix in and blend in to make sure he could fit in with the rich kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure it's that thing of like the guy that you love in the bar, but then when shit get, goes down and like, it's like they're making out, he can't get hard. It's her fucking fault. Totally. It's that creepy thing Especially. where it's like, you don't know who people really are until like the shit goes down. Especially if you had coke dick. Yeah. 
Everyone knows what Coke Dick is, right? I hope so. <laughs> That'll be a very special episode. I hope people who listen to this know that because otherwise <laughs> it's just people that shouldn't be listening to this at all. <laughs> uh, so that's mine. Wow. I had never heard of that one. Really? I couldn't read You're, when yeah, it happened. So maybe that was kept away from me. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, and it's so, you know, they made it as sorted as possible. Yeah. God, that's so awful. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve the key to getting hooked is the details i need rich visuals and intricate storylines and june's journey has that and more june's journey is a mobile mystery game that follows june parker a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder this is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as june herself Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Well, actually, so my murder from the 1980s is one that I hadn't heard about until the Facebook group talked about it. Ooh, You know about it. But I had n I had never heard of this one, and it's so intense and fucked up that I wanted to talk about it in case other people hadn't heard it too, because I want to ruin everyone's life. Yeah, I'm so excited. And I guess there's like fucked up photos online that you could see of the crime scene with the bodies. Ooh. The ones I saw, the bodies are like blacked out, but you can see certain things about it too. And I guess the photos are really troubling, and I'm shocked that I didn't click on it. Yes. Do you mind if I guess? Yes. Is it Cabin 23, the Keddie murders? It sure is. Fuck yes. <laughs> I only know very little. It's cabin 28. Okay, oh, see, I, I don't know that much. <laughs> um, but I love this one because it's so fucking weird and, and mysterious. It's not that far from you, from it, your hometown, right? Uh, it is. Well, it's it's hours in, but it's like it's it's um central California, okay. which is a very weird area northern yeah. central california is like no man's land totally totally i mean it's it's back for california it's backwoods yes which is so surprising you, you come to la and you go to san francisco and you you know you in all these little towns and you don't think it's like that but then you that nope mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of little towns little mining towns and such where people just stayed and cooked meth that's exactly right it's like bikers and drugs yeah. essentially please don't kill us <laughs> Um, there's definitely good bikers out there. There's very good bikers out there, for sure. I'm just making sure that... Okay. All right. So the Keddie murders, K-E-D-D-I-E. -E. It's an unsolved 1981 American quadruple homicide Ugh. that occurred in Keddie, California, which was a former resort town in the foothills of California's Sierra Nevada. Um, and so it was kind of... It seemed like this little lake or this little 
forested area with cabins, a bunch of cabins. This The murder took place in cabin 28 during the late evening of April 11th, 1981, or the early morning of the 12th. So there were three victims, as I said. The, f- the first one was Sue. Her name was Glenna Sue Sharp, and she was 36. And her son, John, who was 15, and John's friend, Dana Wingate, who was 17. Um, and at some, some point after the crime, it was realized that Sue's daughter, Tina, who was 12, was missing. Um, so what happened was Sue Sharp and her five children had been renting the, renting the cabin since November 1980. And on the night of April 11th, it's so complicated because Sue is home with her two youngest boys who were little kids. Um, and a friend of, their, of theirs named Justin um, was staying the night. So there were three little kids in the back bedroom, three boys. And this is a tiny cabin. You can see pictures online of the crime scene and what a small cabin it was. Um, and Tina came home. Their oldest, Sue's oldest daughter, stayed at the cabin next door which is always like you know like the chances man yes you know and tina the the 12 year old was wanting to stay with them and they were like no we want you know we're the older girls we want to be alone which like (laughs) the guilt that she must have Uh, carried with her the worst for the older sister for the rest of her life um so it's 10 p.m and the next morning the older sister sheila comes home and finds sue and her brother and her brother's friend Dana just brutally murdered, Ugh. brutally murdered. Um, let's see. They had all, all three victims had been bound with medical tape and electrical appliance wire. Over 22 feet of medical tape of varying widths were found on the bodies. And there was no medical tape in the house. So it came from somewhere else. Um, the bodies had been bludgeoned with hammers, two distinct size hammers. So two different hammers. Um, and Sue and John had been stabbed repeatedly, including stab, wound, stab wounds to the throat, which is like, Ooh. fuck, stabbiness, man. Um, <laughs> is that going to be an inspirational? No. <laughs> it is to me. Like, stabby, stabby in the head stabbiness. and neck is like, because how long does it take to die from a stab wound? Dude, I don't know, but that, it just makes me think of my favorite show, I Survived, and there are people who talk about being stabbed in the head. And it actually isn't so bad for the person because there aren't that many nerves oh. in your head. But, uh, but of course it is. I mean, I'm, <laughs> that's a terrible thing to say. No. Not bad, but I mean like, but yeah, it hor- it's horrifying. Just being stabbed is horrifying. I know a guy who got his, his fucking throat slit and survived. <gasps> I want to meet that person. He was at the beach with his friends and some like fucking psycho like meth head got in a fight with him and he was walking away and the guy came up behind him and fuck, he has like a gnarly, like tried to kill him. Whoa. Slice. Guys, can we just say this right now? Don't do meth. Absolutely. Meth is like, it's basically meth is like devil powder. It's boiling. It's like boiling your brain yeah. and all your, your fucking logical thinking. It's not good. If you're, if you have a temper to begin with, it's just going to fuck Coke too. Don't snort shit. Yeah. No, don't snort it. But but meth, I have a friend, Dave, who was on meth for years and he couldn't get off of it because it's insanely cheap mm-hmm. and it's highly addictive. And yet it's there's, there's shit in it that is, you, should never be in the human body. No. Terrible. Oh, my God. Trash in it. We do not condone meth on this podcast. Absolutely not. No way. We don't condone murder either, <laughs> even for our own entertainment. Please. Nope, we're against it. Yeah, we this, do want to discuss it, though. We do. Um, but if you guys murder someone for, and you're, it, like you blame it on my favorite murder, we will not talk about it. Let's just agree that right now. Yeah, you won't get famous on this. No, you, we will not talk about it. Mm-hmm. So That's please. good. We should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> if this is somehow tied to the Facebook group, to fuck, if you guys, they keep wanting to have meetups. Oh, no not way. Gonna, we have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it. We don't, I don't condone a meetup from my favorite murder group unless it's going to a live show that we're doing. Uh, and even yeah. then, please don't murder us. Guys, please be, just be careful. Oh my God, be careful. Don't get stabbed in the head. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Anyways, stabbed <laughs> in the head. Um, a, we actually, that like, that going off like that is a little methy of us. Yeah. Which part? How we just didn't, oh. <laughs> went down that path for well, so long. Well, we both long. had like three cups of coffee. Yeah, that's very true. Lunch, we both yeah. I had a lot of coffee. Um, so found near John's body was a flimsy table knife and a bloody hammer, seven-inch butcher knife, was found nearby as well. Fuck, man. Seven-inch butcher knife. Really? 
Um, examination of the bodies determined that each of the victims had been bludgeoned with hand- I already said all that stab wounds to the throat. Yeah. Dana, the boy who wasn't the who was the friend, was manually strangled to death and bludgeoned with another weapon while Sue was bludgeoned with a rifle brought by the killers. Oh. Just such a weird um one pellet from that rifle fired from the rifle along with several pieces of the barrel sights I don't know what that is I can imagine were removed from the scene but the rifle itself was never recovered the barrel sights are the little things that stick up that help you aim at the at the end of the barrel when you're shooting are you a murderer no country it's just oh. that's like BB gun you know like I'm impressed rifle stuff I, didn't... I think I'm right I'm pretty sure I, I be believe wrong. it don't pretty correct sure. us uh <laughs> That's our new thing. We never want to be correct. Don't correct us. It's going to be on the back of the shirts we make. If we're wrong, let it be. Yeah. Don't be a know-it-all. <laughs> a bloody knife was also found among evidence found in the trap. Okay, so so basically, the cops completely bungled this investigation. So Tina is missing. She's the 12-year-old girl, um, which they didn't realize right away. And Because um, the whole fucking family's dead, right? Well, the three boys in the back are fine and alive and supposedly didn't hear anything, but oh. there's conflicting oh. evidence. There's a blood stain on the door of the kid's room. Oh. And, and this one of the main suspects, his son was one of the kids in the back room. Ooh. So why wouldn't he kill that kid? And it's also, there's also, you know, who, who was the target of this murder and why and it's thought that sue the mom was because she knew something maybe about drug making maybe she was uh you know that one of the prime suspects wife hated her and didn't know that the boys would be home because i guess they were at a local bar and hitchhiked home and weren't expected to be home oh. so this murderer might have come in to either rape her or something and got and didn't expect it Tina, the little 12-year-old girl, would be sharing a room with the mom, so then had to kidnap her. So she's gone. She's found four years. She's found in 1984. Um, her skull and several other bones were recovered in huh. Butte County. And was that far away? I don't know. But the skull was initially found, and they thought it was of a young boy. And an anonymous caller called twice and said it's actually Sue or it's actually uh, Tina. Ugh. And guess how many tapes they lost of that recording? Both of them. All, all of them. So the anonymous uh. caller, no trace of him. Um, it also is said. To- no, it doesn't matter. I know. It's also said that a teacher had an obsession with Tina. So maybe that was the case because she was missing, but they were able to uh, age the skull. She was the same age. She was killed pretty much right away. Oh, yeah. So it's not like she was stolen and and kidnapped and held. Kept, yeah. Yeah. So she was killed. Um, Let's see. So the boys, but okay, the boys were found uninjured. The case grew cold. Um. Let's see. They they released the original and backup copy of the audio of the anonymous call to an undisclosed member of law enforcement. And they were released to the same person and they disappeared. Let's see. The murders remain unsolved. Although it's active because good old fucking Reddit yes. is like on the case. Yeah, and this is where I got a lot of information from, including the um the main um suspects, which is Martin Smart and his friend John Bobed, B-O-U-B-E-D, Bobedi, Bobedi. So Smart was the next door neighbor who was good friends with the local sheriff, like besties with the local sheriff, right? Okay. And and it was Smart's stepson who was staying in the cabin, who was the little kid in the back. Oh. And then when he was questioned by law enforcement, enforcement, he slipped up and said, "Um, he's quiet enough to where he could have noticed something without me detecting him." Indicating your stepson was a quiet kid that might have been, might might have seen you at a murder scene, right? And then yeah. those other kids, the little the little other little kids, terrified. Yeah, oh my god. Oh my god. Right. Let's see. And then Bo Bo Bobidi had FBI connections and was federally prosecuted because some of organized crime shit. So this guy was a fucking criminal as well. And it's like 
I was reading this shit and there are so many criminals that were in this town that yeah. it was like a multitude of suspects could have been even um let's see hold on let's see there were questions circumstantial evidence but they're reopening the case oh and but they've both died of national natural causes since then those two suspects yeah which is like such a bummer that uh when 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 the main suspects die yeah and even when they keep searching and, and like come to the conclusion, it's just it's such a bummer. Well, what's super weird to me is usually when people get killed because they find out something they're not supposed to know about, say, a case or a drug deal mm -hmm. or whatever, you don't get bludgeoned and, and stabbed a bunch of times. That's personal. That's true. And so Sue's body was tied up in a way that was super sexual, but she wasn't raped. She was basically found naked from the waist down, splayed open in a humiliating manner, oh. which is like, it's almost like they're wanting the person who finds them to be, uh, you know, freak the fuck out. Yeah. Luckily, the grade her. Right. Yeah. Luckily, the older sister was smart enough to, to make the little boys in the back room come out of the window so they didn't have to see this scene. <gasps> and the other thing is the kid, the kid who, um, who wasn't part of the family, his head was placed on like a pillow. So it's almost like they were taking care of him as if they knew him. Um, and he, and he wasn't oh. killed in the same manner that the other kids were killed. Like he was basically just a witness and had to go. Right. So oh. maybe there were, you know, it sounds like someone was pissed off at this woman and this family and fucking sent some kind of message to whom I don't know. It's also said that um, there's a, so there's a sketch of a suspect that, uh, I think one of the kids drew because they did say they saw someone or one of the kids and it looks a lot like it's very similar to Ing and Lake and, the, oh, and yeah. they lived about four hours south of Ketty, which is of course um, the big serial killers. And if you look at the sketch online, it fucking looks like them. Apparently, Ng was might, Charles Ng might have been in prison at the time, although um, it's kind of unclear. Wait, the, it's a sketch of one person or two people? I can't really tell. It, it's, it might be a sketch of one person in two different looks. Oh, I see. But it does definitely look like uh, Lake. What was Lake's first name? Leonard Lake. Leonard Lake. Thank you, my mm -hmm. lord. <laughs> so um, I was so proud that I just thought of that. I know. I'm top. really impressed I never with you. remember anything. I don't either. <laughs> We're perfect for having podcasts, right? Sure. So in the in the in this past couple months, the uh, Plumas County Sheriff Greg Hagward has said we're arriving at points where we're going to to be taking some next steps in the case, and they're crediting Reddit. Yes, they're like straight up. Oh, like, I love that. It's because these fucking people who have become obsessed with the case and are like dissecting it completely. It's pretty amazing. Beautiful. They tore down the cabin recently because people were just like fucking going there all the time. Um. Hagwood said there are people, some still living in the county, who know what happened and were possibly involved, whether directly or after the fact. Um, and circumstantial evidence was never enough to charge these two guys that that uh, everyone thinks did it. Um, and so, so Dana Wingate, the kid who was a friend who came over, was not killed in the same fashion as the other two. He was beaten but not stabbed. He was strangled and was made comfortable by receiving a cushion from the couch to rest his head on prior to the execution. And you can see photos where, like, his head is blacked out, but you can see that um, his head is on a fucking pillow. And they're all, like, next to each other, too, which is so awful to see each other die that way. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing I want to say about this is that so John and Dana, the two boys who were killed, the two men who were killed, were last seen walking along State Route 70 near Quincy. So they were on their way home. And the crime may have already been in progress when they arrived at home. So th I feel like Sue was the target, whether it was for rape um, or some kind of revenge or something like that. I think maybe she wasn't even supposed to get killed. So it sounds to me like it was a botched. And then they walked in and the whole thing turned into like. Right. Some kind of a, like a fight where then they had to kill everybody. Yeah. It sounds oh. like it. Except for the kids in the back who maybe was one of the suspects kid stepson. Fucked up. Fucked up. Oh, and someone on um, Reddit wrote, uh, Ketty holds many skeletons in its closet. There were, in 1981, so many potential perps in town that you could have stood in the main street, thrown a dart with your eyes closed, and hit one. 
The Sharp family were in this idyllic little resort town surrounded by child molesters, drug runners, professional criminals, corrupt cops and businessmen, habitual transient, and at least one known serial killer. Fuck. I know. Who's the known serial killer? Do you I, know? I don't know. I love that. I know. I had his name, but I had never heard of him and I forgot to look him up. That's incredible. I know. It's so... Um, because it makes me think that they're reopening it now. Not of course because of the Reddit thing. I love the way this is like people are just be like, fine. If you're not going to solve it, we're going to fucking solve it. Yeah, and everyone keeps coming to the same conclusion. Yeah, that's amazing. But also, if it was an inside job or if it was some kind of like corrupt cop situation, yeah. those people, it's like their power is gone, and so there's like new blood that's like, yeah, we can't have this just sitting and being like defining our town. Well, actually, the main, the new sheriff was around back then he initially got fired before the murders because he said something inflammatory against the then sheriff who was like you're out of here but then when he got back on on the he was reinstated um they forbid forbade him from from researching this case huh so now that's weird yeah now that he's the sheriff he's like super fucking into it it is on and it's on i wonder how much uh, evidence is missing be like those tapes like I wonder how much people fucked with it yeah how hard it's gonna be you know what I mean well the fact uh, that the, so main, the main suspect was one of the sheriff's like best buds and 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 uh, evidence got lost says so much about it yeah, like that's very suspicious yeah evidence doesn't just get lost right um, you know how I first found out about this murder mm -hmm. and it surprised me because it is in California, although it really is like a different state totally. that that part of California is like, there just, no one lives up there. And then the people that do are the people who are trying to get away. Absolutely. Essentially. Um, but did you ever see the movie, the strangers? Oh, it's based on that. Well, that's what they say, but they were like, because The Strangers was billed as a true story. But then when I, after I saw The Strangers, I was like, that was so fucking crazy. What's yeah. the true story? And they're basically like the Manson murders and the Keddy cabin murders. So I didn't, I never saw that movie. It's not similar at all. Well, it's just people killing other people for no reason, oh. essentially. It's the loosest version of it based on a true story. Well, there is a documentary about this murder that came out in 2004 that I think it was some kind of teacher was teaching his kids how to make a documentary and someone suggested this murder and the guy, the teacher got obsessed with it. So I guess there's a pretty good documentary online. You probably find it on YouTube. Oh, I think it's called it. Cabin 28. Cabin 28. And it's just all the details of the murder. Love it. I'm yeah. Watch that. Yeah. Listen Very to, cool. Yeah. And uh, it's fucked up. 1980, man. fucked up. The 80s. The 80s. Thank you. It's in a lot of places, not as Cindy Lauper as, as you would want it to be. <laughs> she did not get spread far and wide. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to look real quick on our Facebook page and see, because we always put what the subject's going to be. Yep. And um, and then you guys can, can tell us what your favorite uh, murder of the subject is. And... As you do that, I'm just going to mention yeah. um, that uh, a girl whose Twitter handle is Action Athena. Oh, my God. Did a cartoon panel of us. It's from the first episode, I believe. Is it? Um, I think so. That's what she said. Or it's okay. the first one she heard. Um, and uh, it's she posted it. It's on our Twitter feed, uh, my fave murder, at my fave murder. And it's just, of course, we love it. It's us being drawn. It's us talking to each other in, in George's living room. But it's just super exciting that people are spending their time um, making things like that for totally. us and recreating shit we've done. It's a real quote. It's a real conversation that we had. And yeah. it's fucking hilarious. It's and very funny. I, it, makes, it means so much to me that people care. I know. It's so fun. And it's really cool. Not to tease you guys, but we're going to have T-shirts for sale soon we're yeah. planning a lot a couple live shows maybe once a month if we can um so you're gonna you you're, you'll hear that first at the facebook group so i would join the facebook group so you can get like the first and my fave murder on twitter we're pretty good at that, keeping up with that yeah. okay so some of so some so someone named jessica we're not saying real names right or f someone named jessica said her favorite is Gary Heidnick. He kidnapped and killed women by digging pits in his basement and keeping the women in there. Straight up Buffalo Bill shit. Whoa. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Someone named Amber said, I think this is one, this one is kind of weird and obscure, but in 1985, a little girl was 
girl named Cinnamon Brown, she was 14, killed her stepmom at her father's behest, then tried to overdose on sleeping pills, which her father also told her to do. I totally remember this one, and it freaked me out. The police found her unconscious in the doghouse outside and arrested her, and she was ultimately released in 1992. Apparently, the whole reason behind this was that her dad was sleeping with his wife's younger sister, who I think was pregnant with this child at the time. Evidently, murder seemed much more appealing than divorce. I totally remember this story. God, that's fucked She up. tried to overdose and was sleeping in the doghouse. It was her stepmom or her real mom? It was her real mom. Fuck. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. That's heavy. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. It was her stepmom. It was her stepmom. Yeah. That's, like, that's better. I know. <laughs> I mean, it is, But though. it's all horrible. The idea that to make a child murder someone is just, you're, you should. Mm. Here's one more mm. by Myra. Judith Eva Barcy. She was the voice of Ducky in The Lamb Before Time. Totally remember that. Her catchphrase, yep, 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 from that movie is inscribed on her grave. Both her and her mother, Maria Barcy, were shot and killed by her father, Joseph Barcy, in 1988. She was only 10 years old. No. Oh, honey. Sweet angel. Shit. We'll take all the kids. You're thinking about murdering a kid. We'll adopt it for you. Oh, no God. questions asked. Well, and also just what brand of monster are you that you yeah. can kill a child? You're, it's just, it's fascinating. It's as fa- it's cryptozoology to me. It's Dude. like, where are you? How did you get there? What the fuck are you? I mean, as, as advanced as our brains are, the fact that that can still be a thought that not even cross, just crosses our mind, but that you act out. Yeah. Like we're supposed to be way, we're supposed to be evolved way past that. Yeah, it's not good. No, um, I'm going to give up my address. So if people want to drop off their kids at my house instead of killing them, <laughs> what if I did that? that would be, I would edit it out and then we would have a long talk. No, I want to keep it in. <laughs> no, you have it. to let me. It's our first no, fight. No, it's, my, it's my choice, Karen. <laughs> oh, my God. What a great you won't be? let me include my address in the podcast. Oh, I could give out my P.O. box and if people want to send us shit, they can. Yeah. But that's still scary. What if someone just waits at the P.O. box to kill me? Hey, look. It's okay? Uh, No, I don't know what to say. I mean, (laughs) it just immediately made me think of how there's so many ways to find people online these days. And I just gave someone an idea. So now if I ever give my P.O. box out, they got the idea from me. Every way you turn, there's (laughs) danger. Anxiety medications. (laughs) Try them. There's so many ways that you can help yourself. This podcast was brought to you by Xanax. (laughs) Not meth. Lamictal. Lamictal. And... The makers of machetes and therapists and <laughs> and just talking about it because most of the time that helps a lot. Oh, man. Talking about it. Talking about it. Right. We're talking, talking about, about it. this is therapy. I'm sure it is for me. Yeah. Me too. All right. Anything else? I think that's I think I'm thoroughly depressed. I'm thoroughly stoked. This was a good one. This was fun. I liked this one a lot. What should our next theme be? 
We should pick it at the end of every episode. Do you think? Um, let's do the 90s. <laughs> let's just go through the net. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Let's do the 90s. Should we? Yeah. Okay, great. Because I found a lot of good ones. And every time I saw what year it was from, I was like, damn it. I, that actually happened to me, too. It was always like either the 70s or the 90s when I was looking. Okay, let's do the 90s this time. And then maybe we can do some the 70s next time. I wonder if there was like in the 90s, there was some. Oh, I was just going to say if there was a rave murder or a Junko jeans murder. And we both know there was. Well, yeah, there was an, a, that amazing Michael's. Is it Selig murder? Yeah, that was crazy. Party was, Monster is a good movie. Party Monster is a great movie that's based on that. I'm sure everyone has seen it. That's, that's a fucking listening great. to this. But oh, well, my God, it's dark. I went to raves and wore Jinkos. So, dude, it's just once again, it brings I hate to be like. I don't want to sound like the church lady or anything because I've done plenty of drugs in my life, but they really are. No one talks about how it's like, oh, pot is the gateway drug to, you know, harder drugs, no, but harder not. drugs are the gateway drug to murder. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. I don't think I'm not going to say this because it's not true, but no one's no one's fucking killed anyone on pot. That's not true at all. Yeah, I'm sure it's one hundred percent. But you know what it is? It's like someone's car just strangely listed over into, you know, like a yeah. guy riding a bike or something. It's just purely from being out of it. Did you hear that they just pulled two cars from like the fifties and sixties out of a lake and the six people were found total and they were like missing people? No. And they these are my favorite. Yeah. All together? No, their cars were side by side, but they were like years apart that they just drove into this lake. Fuck. And they pulled these two cars that you can see the resting remains of these cars online. Do you remember what city or what state? I want to say Michigan because everything happens in Michigan, but that could be totally wrong. It could be Ohio. Everything happens in Ohio. <laughs> everything. Oh, wait, which reminds me, this is my favorite thing I read on the Facebook page. And so everyone else probably already read it, but I just want to say this because it's so fucking awesome. So there have been all these bodies washing up in this small town in Ohio yeah. in the Rust Belt. Yep. And there's a bunch of articles about it. There was a guy who posted my hometown murder, because I think that's probably where he's from. And then someone did an update, which is an article from Jezebel, about how a sex worker in Las Vegas shot a guy that was trying to murder her. Yeah, she did. And she killed him. And it turned out he had a full-on murder kit in his car. He had no money to pay her. He had bleach. He had handcuffs. He had all this all this stuff. There was no way it wasn't a murder kit. he had done kit. it before. He had done it before. He had told her he was going to jail for a very long time, right before <sighs> he thought he was going to kill her. And he had been a um, security guard at Hoover Dam, which oh, creeped me out for uh, some reason so badly. It's because when people are in some kind of power or authority, you you trust them. Yeah. But they think that this guy might be connected to those Shut Rust up. Belt murders because he has been in both places or at oh. least they're like thinking that if he wasn't connected to that he's definitely killed people before and, and so she grabbed his gun in some kind of tussle right yep he was strangling her and she got his gun away from him and shot him dead good for her fuck yeah if, listen if you're gonna fight back you gotta shoot to kill do it he's gonna I, kill you i think about that often like if i had the chance to if i had that chance i would shoot someone in the fucking head i wouldn't shoot them in the leg and debilitate them. Also, it would be very difficult if you were not a trained professional right. to then be like, here's how I'm going to incapacitate this person. Right. It's like someone's trying to kill you. You try to kill them. That's just like. Well, Karen knows how, how to built. use a gun. So don't fucking come after her. <laughs> Apparently, I just learned that today. <laughs> yeah. Every uh, podcast, I'm going to reveal a little bit more. And then it's going to turn out that I, too, am a serial killer. I'll what be if like, you killed oh, me? Oh, you know, the safety that you just slip, flip the safety off. What if in our hundredth episode you murder me? I feel like it would be a great ending. <laughs> I don't see what the problem okay, is. Let's say 200. Okay. Okay. Or 250. Okay. All right. We have to finish. Okay. Thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 this blah, and that. Blah. You know how to find us. Thanks for um, being there. Thanks for listening. Okay. Bye. Stay sexy, Stay Karen. Sexy. Don't get murdered. <laughs>